Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are super blessed that you have taken some time out of your day to join us. And so um, we would like to say thank you. And also to those of you that might be first time listeners to Shouts of Grace, uh, we want to let you know that we have a website that you can go to and you can catch up on almost four four years, almost, well, it's almost 200, 200 episodes. So you can go on to that um, at shoutsofgraceradio.com and you can look back on a number of topics and times we've gone through series and gone through uh, certain scriptures. But basically what we do is we take a lot of what's happening in life, real world uh, stuff, and we just apply a biblical worldview to it and hopefully bless you. Um, also, we're on uh, Spotify, um, Apple Play, and all that stuff, you know, that, that you could go onto the website, it'll show you. I'm not one of those people that know all the different avenues uh, that plays on, but, but there it is for you. So go check that out. And also, if you are a return listener, we want to say thank you for your support. And also, um, as always, we want to give a shout out to Key Radio uh, for the use of their studios here in Provo, Utah. And so um, if you're familiar with Shouts of Grace, you know that we go through um, different topics and we bring on pastors from um, sometimes around uh, the state of Utah, um, sometimes out of state and, and a couple times even out of the country. And so it's kind of a, a just a basic conversation with with people that have kind of kind of been a few miles down the road in some areas. And so today is, is no different. Um, I'm excited today because um, I have... He's going to hate when I say this, but I have a a movie star on our show. His name is Stephen Durbin from from um, from Oak Hill uh, Church in um, what's the city, Stephen, again? It's in Georgia. Williamson. We're in Williamson, Georgia, south of Atlanta. Yeah. So Williamson, Georgia. And and when I say movie star, if if you've ever seen the movie Fireproof in the um, with with Kirk Cameron, the the. The bad, uh, the bad boy firefighter that drinks the hot sauce, that is Steven when he wakes up and he's like, oh man, that's wrong. And so um, I, I, I didn't know that when I first met him and, and, and I went to his church and then somebody told me afterwards, I'm like, really? And so I went on and, and I looked at it and sure enough, um, you had hair back then, bro. <laughs> I did. I did. I had so, a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, man, I, I want to thank you for being on the, on the program today. Um, and just, I guess, first start off and ask, how are you doing, man? How's the church doing? Yeah, Steve, it's so good to be with you. I always look forward to these times and catching up. <clears throat> church is doing real well. You know, uh, I was just thinking earlier today, we'll hit year five in uh, November since we've been here. And I mm. would say the last year and a half has been the sweetest season for us, mm. where we've just seen God do a lot of incredible things and gel our team. And uh, mm. so we, we have much to be thankful for. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just before we came on air, I was, I was talking with, with you and letting you know that, man, that's been a, that's been a hard time. Cause we're going through a really great season where, where, you know, the, all the tumultuous, you know, times over the past um, five years, since we planted the church are kind of behind us and gone. And, and it's like, I don't know what to do with myself i'm just kind of like lord why can't i enjoy this time with you yeah you know i'm always right. looking for something bad to happen but anyway um what i wanted to do today you know i've had a number of conversations over 
over the past several months um, with believers, um, sometimes in a counseling session, sometimes just over coffee and just being friends. And and one of the things that keeps coming up is there there's almost a questioning of their faith for several reasons. But one of the dominant reasons is because they wonder if God hears them and, 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 and they're struggling because they're, they're, you know, they're praying. And then some of them have been praying for a long time, wayward children come back and, and, and they just don't see a pattern, at least from their perception, they don't see a pattern of God answering their prayers, um, or at least in a timely fashion or whatever. And so now they're starting to wonder, does he hear me? And, and, and does he listen? And so I wanted to talk about that today. And so what I thought I would do is, is I would just kind of push us off the dock with, with a scripture and then kind of turn it over to you. Um, because I, I don't think that's an uncommon place for anybody. In fact, the people that have gone before us, um, have struggled with the same thing. I think of David sure. in Psalm 22, two, he says, my God, I cry by day, but you don't answer me by night, yet I have no rest. And so here's the guy that's, you know, man after God's heart. And he's saying, you know, where are you? Uh, you know, I'm crying and, and you're not listening. You know, talk about the reality of that and maybe talk about, Stephen, uh, you know, the the trap that maybe we can fall into in thinking that God doesn't care about our situation or he's not listening. Yeah, I think it's real easy for any of us to have something on our heart, whether it's short term or long term, to take that to the Lord and not understand when he's not acting in the way that we thought he would act or in the time frame that we thought he would act. Hmm. And it's easy to kind of lose heart over that. Uh, Prayer seems to be for more people. It's kind of like a spare tire. You know, they they pull it out when their tires flat. But I'd be willing to bet that most of your listeners, like I, I'm not. I'm about to go on vacation. I'm probably going to check our spare tire before we go, just because we're having this conversation. But there's nothing more frustrating than when you have a flat tire and you check your spare, and your spare's flat too. Mm. So a lot of times we pull it out in in a case of emergency, when really it, it is probably the most underused spiritual discipline for the average Christian. We we don't flex that muscle enough. We Mm. don't work that muscle out enough. And so we, a lot of times we have a poor understanding of the purpose of prayer and the pattern of prayer. Hmm. So uh, do we, as believers, should we have an expectation that, that God, um, God will answer us? I, I mean, or we, is that presumptuous? No, I think God always answers prayer. I think most of the problem lies in the fact that most of us are only ready to accept the answer that we're ultimately looking for. Mm. Uh, A lot of us will pray. And what we really want to hear, Pastor Steve, is we want to hear God's answer in his voice from our heart. We want God to give us what we want because there's such an immediacy to our culture now. You drive through fast food. You have pharmacy. They'll bring your groceries to your house, not only out to your car anymore. You pick up your dry cleaning, all of these different things. In the phone, even that you and I are talking through, we could pull up anything we want to see if we missed it yesterday. And sometimes from before news agencies, we will find out things that are happening. And so. Uh, in the economy of God, it doesn't work like that. But God's always answering our prayer. Hmm. You know, I'm. I was thinking. Um, you know, this week. I, I was trying to put this in, 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 in kind of a biblical framework to, to help to help me understand, because there, there's times where I've prayed for something over and over and over 
that sure. that I thought was you know kind kind of part of God's will, um, and and then it doesn't happen. But but here's the thing that I that I love when it comes to pass, you pray for something for a while, you come to pass, you know, I, you look back and you think, oh, okay, now I understand at least in part a lot of the times what the delay was or why God and I wouldn't have changed a thing. God, you were so good, you didn't give me what I asked for when I wanted, but now this has come to fruition and this is. But but that's that's after I go through a situation. The hard part, I think, is understanding what God is doing while he's doing it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the part that gets intense. And so, you know, I, I was looking at Exodus this week and, and here's a people that waited a long time. I mean, they were praying and they were crying out for deliverance. And, and, and it seems like, you know, God perhaps wasn't listening to them. Right. But then at the end of Exodus two, there's something that said that I think is so amazingly encouraging. I want to read this to you and then get your thoughts on, on these three things that are, that are mentioned here in verse 23 in Exodus two, it says, after a long time, the King of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned because of their difficult labor. They cried out and they cried for help because of the difficult labor, um, ascend, um, and this ascended to God and God heard their groanings and God remembered his covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and God saw the Israelites and God knew. And there's three things there that I think, you know, when, when there's a delay, because if we look at the story, they've been praying and praying and for a long time, I mean, they've been, they've been in bondage for, you know, for, you know, 400 years, maybe, maybe a little less. And so they're crying out for delivery and then God answers their prayers and the baby's born, <laughs> but then the baby spends 40 years, you know, in Egypt. And then he spends another 40 years in Midian. And so this guy's 80 years old when he meets God, speaking of Moses, and these guys are groaning the whole time. But it says something interesting. God heard them, God saw them, and God knew. And and, and I want to talk about that for a second, because there's some really encouraging things there. Um, God heard them. Pastor Stephen, when... When we cry out to the Lord, I, I believe it was Daniel who said, uh, when the angel visited him after receiving a vision, um, he said, Daniel, from the first moment that you set your face to understand, God heard you. Talk about the importance of faith when it comes to us believing God heard you. You know, I think it's it's if, for God not to hear something would uh, cause him to not be God. He knows all things and he's at all places at all times, right? Hmm. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. And so when, when we cry, we can trust that God hears us because there's a written record of 66 books contained in the Bible where God hears, yes. God sees, and God acts. And so we can trust the consistency of God because God has always been that way. You know, you get all the way from Exodus into Luke 18 with the persistent widow. Mm. You know, the people that you're talking about in Exodus, they prayed 400 years, maybe 380, maybe 420. But 400 years, these people are in exile. And most of us, we don't go to our knees when there's a problem. We go to Facebook Mm. and rant about it. Because the truth is, we want attention. We want people to clap for us and woe is me Mm. and and kind of throw a pity party for us instead of us going and seeking the Lord. God always knows. And it's easy to kind of give up on those things when when it seems like heaven is silent. 
But, you know, one of the key things that we see is that we are to keep talking to God, keep pressing in. How many of us would go generation after generation after generation with the same prayer Mm. like those people did? Uh, instead of just maybe we'd give up after four days or four weeks or four months. Mm. So it actually says a lot about just the fortitude of their faith and maybe a, a poor understanding of the eternal nature of God as well as we seek Him in prayer. Yeah, amen. I want to talk a little bit more about um, these other two things on the other side of the break. Um, you're listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. Welcome back to the program. I have, um, I was going to say in studio, but kind of in studio. I, I have uh, Pastor Stephen Durbin from Oak Hill Church in Williamson, Georgia on the line. Um, and before the break, uh, Stephen, we were talking just about this idea of, of why it seems like sometimes God is not um, answering our prayer, though we're praying and we're praying. Um, you know, I, I this last Sunday I talked to a woman who just was starting to doubt the Lord because she felt like, wow, you know, um, I've been praying for my, for my son. He's been walked away from the Lord and I've been praying for 20 years and I just see no movement. And so, um, we kind of talked about that and, and, and I tried to encourage her a little bit, but the truth is, um, here, as we were talking about in Exodus, as these people are praying and praying, I don't doubt that some of them were thinking, the Israelites were thinking, well, gosh, you know, where's, where's God, you know, why the affliction, why the pain? I mean, our women are being taken advantage of, we're being ruined in labor. It just keeps getting harder and harder, but, but they didn't see that God did hear them and God was putting a child on the earth who would grow up to be a deliverer and it would take 80 years. But the truth is God was listening. I think our perception is very limited. And, and I think of what um, Proverbs eleven twenty six says, it says that, you know, he who seeks favor finds good, but evil comes to the one who looks for it. We are going to find what we're looking for. And, and, and if we're looking for, you know, just looking through these negative lenses and think God isn't moving, God isn't moving, we won't see when he is, you know, and I think that's super important. And so at the end of Exodus 2, it says that God heard them, but it says God also saw them. And that word there means God perceived and took note of their entire situation. Talk about the compassion of God when it comes to people being in situations where they're crying out for deliverance and thinking God doesn't hear them, God doesn't see them, but God knows where they're at. Talk about that because that's important for people to know because this is a step of faith when God isn't answering you. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a very Western understanding of of the God that we serve, that uh, God's a good God and causes good things to happen. And when bad things happen, then God ceases being good or he ceases to care or pay attention. Um, God is always good. And a lot of times he allows and uses position suffering in our life for the sanctification process. That is us becoming less and less like ourselves and the world and more and more like him. You know, Psalm 116, one through two says, I love the Lord for he heard my cry. 
He heard my plea for mercy because he's turned his ear to me. I will call on him all the days of my life. That that word turned there in English, it actually falls a little short. It literally means the inclination that God stopped and Mm. listened to the cry of the psalmist. And so the beauty in that is that God has his hand on the thermostat of our life. Yeah. He knows what we can endure, and he also knows why he's allowing us to endure it. And so we would, the enemy wants to pit us against him, the great accuser the, the of the brethren. He's the father of all lies. And if he can do anything to pit us and, and sway our understanding of the process that God has for us, of course he sees, mm. of course he's listening. And we can trust in the heart of God because we see the hand of God recorded all throughout his scripture. And he is consistently for the building up of his kingdom and for those who are called his children. Yeah, amen. As you're talking and you're thinking that, I'm thinking of when Bartimaeus is, is on the side of the road in Mark 10, he cries out, son of, son, son of man, have mercy on me. And it says that, that Jesus stops. I mean, he's on his way to, then this is Palm Sunday, he's on his way to, um, you know, to basically, you know, give his life. So the entourage is with him. Everyone, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Everyone stops and Jesus turns towards a beggar who cries out and he brings him to him. He says, what do you want me to do for you? And it's like, I mean, I don't, I, I, th- I think the heart of God and what you just said is so important that God stops and turns and he does hear and he does see our condition. And, and I think people need to understand that, that faith isn't just, I'm going to move across the country because God's calling me. Faith is in the everyday, even when you don't see something happening, like God answering your prayers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the last thing he says here is he says, so God hears him um, in Exodus two at the very end. He says, God, God saw the Israelites. And then it says in God knew. And that word I think is a, fantastic word it doesn't do it justice it means to know by participation or you could say god felt them so so god heard them god saw them but god felt their pain why is that so important in this interim when you pray for something and when it actually before it actually happens in that gap or that space to know that not only god hears you sees you but god feels you what why is that important i think it's the difference between sympathy and empathy you know, if, if, if something happens terrible in someone's life, I may feel bad for them. But when something happens terrible in someone's life who I know and I have a relationship with, I stop feeling bad for them. I feel bad with them. I actually mm. hurt when they hurt. I celebrate when they celebrate. I mourn when they mourn. I laugh when they laugh. I cry when they cry. And so it, it's, it's, it's um, sharing the load as you are walking a path with someone that's like-minded. And so what that does is that, that highlights the authority of God in our life. It, it also highlights his empathy, his love, his concern, that he's not just this mean old cosmic being that started the world spinning into motion and it threw everything out of control and he just stepped back as a casual, sadistic observer, but he's intimately involved and concerned with what's happening in the lives of his people. And and I think it says more about just God being present, Emmanuel, 
right? We talk about it at Christmas, God with us. And that's such a beautiful facet to God's character. Yeah. When, when we started this conversation, you had mentioned that you think sometimes people have this misconception of what God should do and in the timing that he should do it. Um, and, and, and I think you're right. I think when you look throughout scripture, um, you know, you have the case of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't doubt that they prayed, right? God, you know, right, deliver us, right. but, but they went through it and, and God yeah. was with them in it. You know, I love that. Yeah. Daniel, same thing. Like, you yeah, know I mean? absolutely. And Steve, also, you know, growing up in, in South Georgia, country music is obviously a big deal. I don't know how much yeah. country music is played over the airways huge. out in Provo. It's huge. <laughs> I think about the great theologian Garth Brooks when he said that <laughs> some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Yeah. You know, uh, God, the, the beauty and trusting and having a personal relationship with a supreme eternal being is that even when things are not going the way that we think they should, or even the, the way that we think that we want them to go, we can have ultimate trust in the one who is in the present with us now, but he's also in the future, eagerly awaiting our arrival. God knows why this needs to happen or not happen. And so, you know, on the flip side of that, Steve, a lot of us are quick to thank God for when he does act or respond in what we're looking for. But how many of us, after God has answered a prayer, even if it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, have stopped to say, God, I still praise you and thank you for showing yourself in all things. Isn't that, I mean, that, that's the, that's the, that's the nucleus of faith. It's like you ultimately trust the Lord, you know, and, and God, I think, you know, it's interesting because the scripture says that if we pray anything according to his will, right, mm -hmm. then it, it, it will be done. And so people I think have a misconception of that, but I think oftentimes what happens is God brings us into his will and his way of thinking after we've been praying for something. And we're like, why isn't this happening? I don't get why this is happening. And then God transforms our mind and we realize, wow, we've been, we've been asking this. So we consume it, you know, for, for ourselves. And then our prayers even change at times as we start to realize it. And I think, you know, I want, in, in the last minute we have left here, I, I want to throw this verse out because when you're talking, um, something came to mind in Matthew 9, 36, it says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had, when he saw them, he had come compassion on them because they yeah. were harassed and helpless and like sheep without a shepherd. And I think there's the heart of God when it comes to people, when, whether, whether you're praying for something and you don't see it happening, I, I think God is moved with a compassionate heart towards people. And, and this is a step of faith. This is something we, we have to believe that God, like you said, is involved with our lives and he's interested even when, like you said, we don't think he's moving. And so in, 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 in the last minute we have, what would you say to the person, the listener right now, who's, who's really kind of contemplating their faith based on the fact of their perception of a lack of movement on God's part? I would say, don't give up. Don't stop talking to the Lord. This mm -hmm. was easy for, you know, Mary and Martha in John six, when Lazarus fell ill and Jesus even knew that he was falling ill. And what did he do? He waited two more days. Lazarus passed. He's wrapped up. And the first thing that one of his sisters says to Jesus is, why didn't you come? Mm. And, and Jesus said, well, it's for, for you to see God's power on display. And so we obviously know that, that Jesus called Lazarus out from the tomb. He came out and he lived. But you know what? He still died later of something else yeah. at some other time. And so... Yeah, uh, John Stott says that uh, faith is hard, 
And the hardest part of faith is waiting. And the longest part of waiting is the last 30 minutes. You and I don't know what God's going to do or when he's going to do it. So I would tell you and encourage you, don't give up. Keep seeking the face of God and his hand will show up when he decides for it to. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I love it. And I love that song um, that has, I think it's, I think it's in its course or its bridge that he's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Um, So anyway, Hey, we're out of time for this episode. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And we invite you back next week. God bless you and hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.